Chapter 12, The Fluffer. Philippe A. Boner was standing outside of Seven Licks porn studio. He couldn't believe how fast Woody McPallett had managed to erect the building. It was complete. It was glorious. He had never seen such a beautiful studio in all of his life. He had several auditions scheduled in the next hour, and he truly hoped they all worked out, because in a few days' time, they would begin filming. He had managed to get a pretty large cast of characters through his network, but more importantly, he obtained a lot of those people through the Red Door cult. Actually, a lot of those individuals had strangely been reported missing in town. The majority of the victims were chained up in the basement of the studio. The others were locked away in rooms inside of the cave. For now, Philippe A. Boner had a very special volunteer. He was a waiter at Filthy Pizza. His name was Richard Biddead. Richard had just pulled up to the studio. At first glance, Mr. Boner felt a bit underwhelmed. It was the music. He could hear Mr. Bitdead's choice of tunes coming from his tiny sports car. The song was a bit lame. Hysteria was blaring something from the Backstreet Boys' old album. Felipe decided to ignore the music and give the man a chance. Hello, sir. My name is Dick Bitdead. Good evening, Dick. Pleased to meet you. You'll be working with Missy Butts tonight. She is simply ravishing. Right. I already taken some Viagra. Hopefully it kicks in very soon. Now, you're not relying too heavily on that stuff, are you? No, no, no said Bid Dead. Into the driveway rolled Missy Butts. Dr. Wooly would be impressed. She was dressed to kill. This was one incredibly gorgeous woman. From the top of her head all the way to her toes, she was perfect. Now this is a hell of a lady, Felipe thought. This woman's musical taste is superb choice. Her breasts were bouncing to the beat of the number one song on the internet, at least on Radio Vegas, Meller's Penis. Ped Meller's mailman, Taco, had made a small fortune 
recording that song. Anyway, Mr. Boner knew that a woman that listened to sarcastic, sexually intense music like that was going to give one hell of an audition. She stepped out of her convertible and seductively danced up to the men. Missy Butts, glad to meet you, gentlemen. Felipe quickly covered his erection. You'll be working with Dick here tonight, he said. She laughed. With Dick, for sure. She rubbed Bit Dead's groin, but nothing happened on his end. Richard stood there with his mouth agape and his penis was flaccid, as it had been for the past two years. He was hoping being around a bunch of naked women would correct that problem. Is something wrong, Dick? It's just I wasn't expecting my co-worker, Filthy Pizza, to be getting it on with me today, that's all. Let's just go ahead and head into the studio. I'm Felipe Boner. So very excited to meet you, Missy. I'm loving what I see. I'm thinking we don't need much of an audition. We can start filming in a few days. You are perfect for my next film. I'm calling it Pornado. I have ties to this town. And that name just somehow fits Porn Town like a snug condom. We'll pound it out here pretty soon. Okay, take off your clothes and get on the floor. We will start inside and then make our way outside and into that big sycamore tree. Sound good? They both looked at each other, smiled, and agreed. Missy Butts was positioned to go to work on the cold tile floor. Her ass was arched perfectly. It was every red-blooded man's dream come true. Richard kneeled down. Missy grabbed Dick, but he was freezing cold. She tried to warm him up, but nothing was working. Philippe A. decided to put on some electronic music to maybe get a beat going in their minds. Poor Richard Bitdead could not muster an erection to save his life. He was embarrassed, and Missy felt underwhelmed. All the Viagra in the world wasn't going to fix this situation. As the Prodigy song echoed and pumped throughout the studio, Richard tried to get a rhythm going. He was singing Firestarter in his head, but there was no flame. Felipe Boner announced as loud as he could, Well, Mr. Bitdead, we do need a fluffer. What does that consist of, sir? I mean, I'm game. I just don't want to go back to waiting tables for filthy. If you knew how many lectures I had to listen to in between serving the absolute worst customers in the world, I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll do it, Mr. Boner. Whatever you need, man. I don't know what a fluffer is, but I would fluff the shit out of an elephant if it meant I didn't have to wait tables anymore. Hell, I thought I might be the star of the show as usual after you showed up. 
And I'm thinking Dumbo might be the star, said Felipe Boner. Tell you what, Richard, swing by here tomorrow for rehearsals at three. Bring plenty of lubricant. Miss Butts, get over here. I don't need a fluffer one bit. We'll see you later, Bit Dead. Don't forget to bring plenty of peanuts. I bet that elephant won't. Big Eagle Carmelot was standing watch as Jay Smoke pulled the sheriff's body along the ground. I think we are fine. Let's drag him down to the river, said Carmelot. As the men carried him down to place his body in the canoe, they realized he was still breathing. Holy shit! He's alive! said Jay. They dumped the body in the canoe. Both men hopped in as well. It doesn't matter if he's alive or dead. We are going to hang him up in the sycamores above the caverns. I doubt he will make it through the night. What I am about to tell you is the part of the truth that you have to learn. I couldn't tell you before because I couldn't risk you repeating it to Nugget. Before you came to me and told me about Pat Downs killing your dog, I had seen him do much worse. The great owl had come to me. He shared that we must get Willie B. Nugget to the cave. It was made clear that it must be Willie B. Nugget. You know what that means? The dissociative identity disorder that he suffers from must be challenged. Not long from now, Robin P. Nugget and Woody McPallet have something planned that will be devastating to more than just this town. If Dirty shows up to the red door, he will either save the day or he will seal the fate of P-Town forever. Gary Limstick was chosen to speak to Willie B because the Great Owl knew that no member of the Nugget family would ever listen to any warning from Kamalot. I have faith in whom the Great Owl has chosen, but we must take matters into our own hands as well. I have been to the entrance of the cave. I have witnessed terrible rituals that were cruel and perverse. The storms that have filled P-Town have been conjured. The great spirits have risen to punish those that pervert our land. There are different reasons why people in this town are missing. I blame the stars first. I have seen the flying UFOs above the cave. I have spoken to little green men. I will not repeat what they have spoken of. Then I blame man. Robin P. Nugget's clan have been abducting and torturing many. Skeletor and Little Nat Fillmore have been profiting not only from drugs and funeral services, but from the fresh cuts of human flesh at Nat's butcher shop. Why do you think Little Nat's became a vegetarian last year? He's been mixing beef with the meat of the dead. Just to save a penny. 
Dr. Jackson played a role in this too. I saved Debbie Downs' life after he took her. I carried her out to the edge of the woods in the night. I told her to go to T's house for safety. Others have been taken away from this land. Taken away not by the evil cult, but by my elder spirits. They have been coming in the night and taking them. How many times have I told you that my ancestors were sitting on this land peacefully and then the corrupt Nugget family came and brought evil upon our graves? They will suffer. But still, truly bad things are going to take place in that cave if we do not act. We will string up this man's body as a warning. If they do not listen, the cult followers will all die by their leader's hand. If they do not listen, the spirits will storm down upon the evil and pick them up in that naked fornication. They will spin into an internal tornado. They will be stuck in another realm. In a storm of tornadoes forever. I will not begin to speak of the evil that the little green men from the stars have spoken. Soon, they will speak for themselves. Jay took a deep breath. He lit a joint and said, Let's hang this bitch up. Dr. Wooly and Willie B had arrived at the Game Over OK Funeral Parlor. Dirty walked Wooly to the back, where he did most of his work. As Dirty turned on the lights, Wooly couldn't help but to notice that even with the lights on, this was still a very dark room. Wooly was taking in his new environment. There, underneath a table, tucked away in an Easter basket, were stacks of condom boxes, along with several jars of Vaseline, which possibly confirmed Dong Doing of Pai Wong's claims. This totally unsettled Dr. Woolley. Is this some sort of sick joke? He asked himself. Why are there condoms in a funeral parlor? Why were they directly under his working table? Wooly thought to himself. Wooly presumed the table was there for Dirty to work on the corpses. Dirty spoke up. I'm going to tell you something right now that's going to freak you out, Wooly. What is that? Wooly exclaimed. You know, my father used to be this preacher that everybody knew. He pretty much had most of the town under his control. When I was a little kid, I was, sometimes I'd notice things about him that other people didn't see. He was different at home. What I'm trying to say is that in public, He was this controlling religious figure that always got his way. 
But at home, it was a different story. See, he started cheating on mama. There were a lot of single women at church, and well, they were always coming to him for special prayers. That's when I started noticing all these books in his office about cults and polygamy. You see, I found out at a very young age that my pop had some pretty crazy plans for his church. What I'm trying to tell you is that there is a cult in this town. My pop is the leader. You want answers to what's going on in this town? He is the key. I really would like to take you to meet him. Now, I can take you there soon, but he's real busy right now. All I ask is that you do what he asks. Otherwise, things are going to go south. Don't worry, though. As long as you're with me, he ain't got no way to get to you. What do you mean, no way to get to me? I mean... He might try to preach to you, but I'll be there so he won't bother you too much. Well, I hope to be there anyway. Dirty pointed over at the door where recently delivered bodies were stored. If you look inside that door, you're going to see three bodies. We have no idea what happened to them. They were members of my pop's cult. I know that. He brought them here, but he swore it had nothing to do with his Red Door cult. He told me Sheriff Downs had found them out in the woods. He said it was after the big storm the other night. They were in a pile of debris outside. He said it looked as if they'd been dumped there. You want to see them? No thanks, Wooly replied. I'm going to show you something even worse. He walked Wooly over to his work table. You see that blood stain over there on that sheet? Yeah, I, I see it. Dirty whispered. That's menstrual blood. What? What the fuck? How, how do you know that? Willie shivered. <laughs> I'm just fucking with you, Doc. You damn near thought I was serious. That's the funniest shit I've seen since you've been here. Oh, shit. Anyway, this is my work area. If you want, I can demonstrate. I can show you exactly how good I am at this. Ain't nobody better than me in all of Oklahoma. I got wards and shit to prove it. He pointed at the wall. Wooly looked above Dirty's desk, and there on the wall were multiple Mortician of the Year awards. That was a bit surprising to Wooly. I'm the motherfucking man. Wooly was still unnerved over the condoms he had seen. He spoke up. Why do you have condoms 
in your working area. Oh, sometimes we use them to stuff organs in, you know, makes it easier to dispose of them. He'd made it seem professional the way he worded it. He was quick. There was no hesitation, but Wooly didn't believe him, not for one minute. Come on, let's get out of here. We got a doctor to visit. The men didn't notice, but outside of the funeral parlor, just down at the river's edge, Mr. Teeth was struggling to make his way towards them. Teeth had finally arrived at Skeltor's domain to find out what he had done to his friend Jay Smoke. Skeltor was nowhere to be found. You sorry psycho-ass hillbilly! Mr. T yelled through the trees. I see you, man! Jay Smoke is gone now! You and Skeltor better give him up! Dirty looked at Wooly. I told you this guy Teeth was a fucking thorn in my side. Wooly reached out to Mr. Teeth. He spoke loud and clear and told him that he had been with Willie B., and there was no way he could have hurt Jay. Nugget told Teeth he would never do anything to hurt Jay. He promised him that he was trying with all of his might to save P-Town. Mr. Teeth nodded his head in agreement, then ran towards the trail down by the river. He was heading to the caverns. (laughs) 